Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from 1 Samuel 12, verses 19 through 24. 1 Samuel 12 stands as a turning point in Scripture. There are certain places in the Bible that mark these transition points, and this is one of them. This is the farewell speech of the prophet Samuel, and Samuel has been so important to the nation of Israel. This speech marks the end of the period of the judges of Israel. You can read through the book of Judges, and you can read many of the stories of other judges, and they're all marked basically with this cycle of God's people rebel against God. They cry out because they're being oppressed by some foreign neighbor of some kind. God sends a deliverer in the form of a judge. A judge comes and delivers Israel and and acts as a person that basically leads the nation in in some respects. And then they rebel again and the cycle repeats itself. The judges by no stretch were perfect people, but there's a lot of interesting stories in the book of Judges. Samuel is the final judge of the Bible. You may remember Samuel uh, was the boy of promise uh, to the woman Hannah. She prayed for a child. She received Samuel as a gift from God. She dedicated him to the Lord, gave him over to Eli, uh, the priest. And so Samuel grew up under the tutelage of Eli and eventually became uh, the judge of Israel. So Samuel was a, a leader. He was a priest. And he also was a military leader, all kind of wrapped into one. In this time period, at the end of, of Samuel's rule as a judge, is kind of a painful time for Samuel. The people have requested a king. The nation of Israel looked at the other nations all around them and noticed they have kings and they want a king just like everyone else. Whereas God has always said he wanted to be their king. They want to have the, the style of their time and to have a king like other nations. And Samuel has warned them and told them this is not a good idea. The good news is that God takes this idea, even though He's not really excited about it, and he redeems it, and he brings the king under the covenant. And so God somehow rehabs this issue of them wanting a king, and and as you think about it, we'll get David out of this request, because after Saul, David will come to power, and after David, his son Solomon, the wise king, will come to power, and he will build a temple for the Lord. So some good things will come about uh, these kings that will rule. But I just want to go back and read to you the passage. I want you to understand what's going on. This is the farewell speech of Samuel. And before I read, just realize something has happened. There's been a thunderstorm that that came about that was miraculous. Samuel prayed for this thunderstorm. It happens during the wheat harvest, and that's the time you would not have a thunderstorm and rain. So a miraculous event has occurred, and it has their attention. He is already put Israel on trial in his speech and said, you know, basically they are found wanting and their request for a king was wrong. He says that in verse 12. So this is where we pick up in verse 19 uh, with this speech about this king they will receive. Starting in verse 19, this is the English Standard Version. And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord your God that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, 
for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it was plea it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. So there's this beautiful speech Samuel gives. This is part of it. And the people admit, hey, we, we have added to the multitude of sins that we have committed, this sin of wanting a king, and we feel like God is going to destroy us. And Samuel gives them a message of mercy and says, God is not going to destroy you. He's going to show you mercy and compassion. But listen, just do the right thing. Just follow the way of the Lord. And Samuel tells them, I'm not going anywhere. Now, his time as a judge is over, but we think Daniel or, or Samuel probably lived another 30 years after this. And Samuel would instruct the king. Now, we'll find out with Saul when he comes to power as the king. He will stop listening to, to Samuel pretty quick. And this will go south very fast. You know, Saul uh, crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's on the eye test. You know, he looked the part. He was a big, strapping-looking fellow. He looked like a king. He had just had a, a massive conquest. So he, he fit all the categories of what you would think a king would be, a good-looking fellow, a big fellow, and he had that magnetic draw to him. But he's going to have one major problem. He's not going to listen to the instruction of the Lord. Through his own pride and hubris, he will fall. That really takes down so many leaders, if you think about it. Pride and hubris uh, really is a stumbling block for leaders once they come to power. A lot can be learned from this story. Where if Saul would have listened to Samuel, just think about it. Samuel having this intercessory power with God where he knew the will of God. He could communicate the will of God. Imagine if Saul would have listened to Samuel and his wise counsel as they walked together. He would have been a great king. But there's one part of this passage I think is beautiful. When Samuel says to the Israelite people, consider what great things God has done for us. Now, this week at Westgate, in our sermon coming up Sunday, we're going to talk about making a new start as we go into a new year. And we're, talk, we're going to talk a lot about being evangelistic. And that sounds like a cliche coming from a preacher, of course. But sharing our faith with others. Do we really believe that salvation is found in Jesus Christ? Does it really matter to us that people need to hear the good news of Jesus? Sometimes evangelism, we make it very difficult. And we say, okay, well, this is just for the trained professionals. Uh, the folks that, that know how to share God's word. And then there, there is some truth to that. There are people that are trained to preach and trained to share God's word. I'm not against training and education. But every Christian can walk along with other people, build relationships with them, and talk about the good things God has done for them. That is not difficult. We can all do that. And that's part of the evangelistic enterprise. That's part of discipleship. We'll talk about the Great Commission on Sunday. And it's interesting because Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Jesus is a king unlike any king we've seen. I find it funny that Samuel tells the people that the new king will take, take, take. He says it three times. He will take, take, and he will take from you. Then Samuel reminds them, he says, look, you know, I did not take an ox from you. I did not take a donkey from you, nor did I take a bribe. Most kings that come to power are going to take from their people. They're going to exploit their people. They will be bribed. They will not be honest. Uh, they will not be righteous. 
But Jesus is the just and true king who doesn't come to take and take and take from his people, but he comes to bless his people. So Jesus has blessed us with eternal life. He's given us great things. So in this holiday season with your family, consider what great things he has done for us. As you're sitting around the the table and eating and enjoying Christmas uh, with friends and family, just think about that. What great things God has done for us and, and be willing to share that with others. I want to take you back and reread our passage one more time. 1 Samuel chapter 12, 19 through 24. And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil, to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for us. Well, let us consider the great things God has done for us, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I pray you have a Merry Christmas, and I hope to see you back again tomorrow and the rest of this week as we go through our readings together. God bless.